You're tuned in to the Vintage House Show, home to the original stories of the history of house music as told by the legends, pioneers, and icons. Hosted by Kevin Mega McFall, Lori Branch, and Lauren Lowry. All right. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Vintage House Show. I'm the host of the Vintage House Show Spotlight, DJ Momami, and I'm so excited for our interview today. We have some really great things to talk about, some shows coming up that I'm excited to tap into. So I'm super excited to talk with Gavin Royce of Walker and Royce. Royce, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm really excited to come to Chicago. I know it's cold there. I know. That's not something you hear a lot in January and February. People are excited to come to Chicago. What, what makes you excited? Is it the food, the people, the music? I love the Chicago is like one of my favorite cities because uh, I'm pro I've spent a lot of time in New York and now I live in LA and I feel like Chicago is like this perfect. It's like, uh, I don't know. I love Chicago. I've always loved Chicago. I, I had, I had to come for a long time. And in New York city, I had a bunch of friends from Chicago and they were always like some of my best friends in New York were from Chicago. And I'd always be like, I love this place. And then, and I never went for a long time. I just like never went. And then finally yeah. when I went, I just fell in love with Chicago right away. Um, I know I'm from New York. I, the, the, the pizzas, the pizzas, the pizza's different there, <laughs> but uh, I still appreciate the pizza. And I, I know some New Yorkers are going to be mad at me for saying that, but it's, it's like, a, it's like lasagna pizza, right? Both are great. You know, I will yeah, say yeah. you, you have the, you probably had the deep dish, but we need to get you when you're here, some tavern cut. Tavern cut is the squares. That is okay. It's like Sicilian. That is what we eat on like a regular. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll be sure to send you some recs. But we're excited to see you next week. Um, I wanted before we jump into you know what's to come, what's happening in the future. I kind of want to start, kind of go backwards a little bit and talk a little bit about the origin story for your DJ upbringing and what was your introduction to DJing house music. What was that journey like for you? Uh, for me, um, wow. Uh, you know, I started going, I think as at a young age, I was like really into like break dancing. I lived in New York City when I was like very, very young. I, I, I lived in New York City, then I moved to, to Washington, D.C. area, mm. and I moved back to New York City. But when I was really young, uh, this is dating myself, but it was the 80s, and people were like really into break dancing. So I just kind yes. of like immediately was drawn to like, I was drawn to hip hop. I was drawn to like, I liked, uh, I really liked Prince and I really liked Michael Jackson when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of music. So I kind of never really uh, like, I feel like the rock side of things. I remember specifically moving to Virginia and like everyone liked rock. And I like, I didn't know anything about rock music. Yeah. And, uh, but I think it kind of continued with me. And then uh, my family's actually from England and I went there I, in like 1990 when I was, uh, I was very, very young, but I had these older cousins and they were going to like, they were going to like, uh, they're going to raves. Oh, it was like the rave thing had just started and they were like, yeah. they were like in their twenties and I'm sure they were up to no good driving to Manchester to go to raves and stuff like that. <laughs> and, um, it, it kind of, I went home with like all these, like I, they were called, I called them rave tapes and it was like jungle and acid and oh, all this really weird sick. stuff. And yeah. I was like a little kid and I would like go to school and listen to this stuff. So I just kind of immediately was like a, identified with the like DJ culture. And then as I got older, it just, yeah, I started going to raves. I started doing this and then, um, but as becoming an actual DJ, I was kind of was interested, but uh, I always say this is Doc Martin. I used to go to this rave called uh, um, Buzz in DC and Doc Martin played one night. He played uh, normally in the front room, they would do drum and bass and Doc Martin played all night long house music. And I literally left this party 
and I was like, I'm buying turntables and I'm going to the record store. What? How and it was like, I was, uh, I was, think I was uh, 19 or 20. Oh, sick. Okay. And nice. I was like, I'm going and I'm getting turntables. And then I went and got, and like my friend, my, I had a friend that had already kind of started DJing my friend, Bill, and then my buddy, Kent, they had already kind of, so they kind of hooked me up with like their old gear. And it was like a belt driven turntable and like a really yeah. old Gemini mixer. Yeah. But yes, at my young age, I was always into like, I was always into dance music. I liked watching break dancing. I liked doing all this stuff. So I feel like it just kind of naturally. I'm hearing a very eclectic background from the music in England to the music in New York to the music. Yeah, sure. Like so many different scenes shaped you, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I want to expand a little bit more on New York City because I feel New York City and Chicago are sister cities when it comes to the house music, you know, dance music culture. What was the, when you started DJing, I'm assuming it was in New York, was it in DC? Uh, I started DJing, I was younger, I was in, uh, actually, I guess in college, my, my first DJ gig was in like the DC area, it was like, uh, okay, in this place called, in Arlington, which is like, I mean, it's essentially DC, it's in Virginia, yeah. but um, I started DJing in the DC scene first, I guess, and then I actually worked for this um, uh, Yoshitoshi Records, which was like, Deep Dish owned the label, and now I think it's still owned by Sharam from Deep Dish, but it was like, okay. Deep Dish was like Dubfire and Sharam, and I worked for, I got like an internship summer, in, I, I worked like two or three summers in a row there. And I was, okay. and I literally dropped out of college to like move to New York for one year, and then I never went back to college and finished. <laughs> That's kind of, I think, the goal though, as a lot of yeah. artists and musicians is like, I'm going to do this until I really pop off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I moved, I just was like, I'm going to move to New York for one year and see what it's like. And then I never left. And I never. Yeah. So tell me about that. What was it like during that era of up and coming, you know, getting your feet wet in the DJ community? What was, how did New York City shape you? Um, I think New York City, I'm, I'm very glad I'm from there. I don't live there anymore. And, uh, and I feel like uh, the most New York thing to do is to, to move to LA. So, um, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I think as, as, as coming up there, I, I liked coming up from New York because it's a tough place to be. And it's like, so it's like, I think it, you know, you, you have to work really hard. I know it sounds, you know, when I was there, I was playing vinyl a lot when I, my first years and I would take, I didn't have any money. So I'd take like two huge bags of vinyl on the train to like the, to my gigs. And then I would take them home on the train at night. So I feel like what I liked coming from there is um, it's like, you have to be good if that makes sense to make it. Mm. it. It kind of created this like competitiveness, but like not in like a, a mean way. If that makes sense, uh, mm. but like you know, it sounds like it was a very motivating. It was, it, was, well, it was like motivating because it's like I had nothing else. Right. It's like I don't know. It's like um, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to explain. It's like uh, I, I played a lot of shows there and. Yeah, it wasn't. But, the, I think but to funny. this day, yeah, I think to this day, New York City is a place where people go, and it just it forces you to expand yourself because it is such a global city. You have so many different scenes. It's like, how are you going to stand out amongst this crowd of all these other DJs? Yeah, I mean, New York City is a, a place. I think that in general, everyone, nobody moves to New York City to like chill. Like no matter what, no matter what, if you're in finance or if you're in fashion or if you're in music, like you right. move there to like, it's like a very competitive place. So I feel like it has like this um, kind of sets a bar and it kind of set, it kind of made me like learn how to fail, if that makes sense. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know, you keep, you have to keep trying, you have to keep trying because it's, What were it's, some of those challenges you faced when you first got started? Um, 
Well, when I first got started DJing, I just wanted to, I, you know, I wasn't producing music. Mm. Sorry, my mom. My mom keeps calling me. If, if I keep, I don't know if you hear that in my phone. I can't but, hear it. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my, my my old mom calls me ten times in a row if I don't answer. That's um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean the so the challenge is, you know, I think uh, it's just you know when it, when I started producing music with Sam, me and Sam, so I I DJed a bunch. Uh, and I was kind of playing locally, I think, a lot in New York City. I was a resident at a party at Webster Hall. I was Ooh, a resident. Okay. I was uh, I was playing a lot of gigs. Sorry, she keeps calling. See, see what happens. She keeps calling. <laughs> uh, but I was playing a lot of gigs, and then I think once I started, uh, what I realized is me playing all these local gigs and playing opening for everybody wasn't going to get me to where I really wanted to be, which is I wanted to like get some music out there and, and start oh. traveling as a DJ. And then um, what I think happened was, the you know, sorry, I got distracted by my the calls. Is you okay? Um, once I realized that, like, I kind of wasn't going to go, I felt like I, I kind of almost hit a ceiling as, like, a local DJ. And so me and Sam were making music. And then uh, I think the music is, what was interesting is, like, the music was good. And, you know, immediately when we started making music together, I was working for Nervous Records. And he was working for Nervous Records doing like mastering for them and we just needed some content for the new new label we were doing so once we started doing that and we started we started getting played by djs all around mm. that's when things like took a different turn for us you know what i mean it was like i don't think anyone cared what we kind of you know i think i'm glad i have all the local djing and the experience i had i think it, it helped us become a better du dj duo mm -hmm. but like really the music is what took us to where we wanted to go is what I, I always thought was interesting. And when, when you first started DJing and producing, was it always house music or was it kind of a blend of things? Um, it was a little bit more. I think Sam was really into, we had been friends for a while. Sam was really into progressive house for a while. Then he was really into minimal techno. I was really into disco. I was, mm. I, for, for me, it's always been house. For my side of things, it's always been a funky Kind of yeah. like I, I I was into funk and disco when I was in high school yeah. before I even I mean, I touched still the turntable. Influence. I still yeah. get the influence of the music. Oh, okay, okay, good. Yeah, thank you. Good. Right. Yeah, so I, funk is there, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's like I feel like that's where like I kind of have like the disco side. So for me, I was playing a lot, of, especially when I started producing. When I first started producing on my own, it was a lot of deep disco edits I was doing, and that's how Ooh. I kind of got with Sam. And I was playing a bunch of I was playing a bunch of shows. Sam was hanging out because he was my buddy. But Sam yeah. was working for Ableton. He wasn't playing as many shows as me. He had he okay. had a couple gigs. Um, but Sam was kind of like the studio guy is at home every night making music. And I was out every I was DJing like five, six nights a week in New York. Oh, wow. But then I would like be working on disco edits and then people started being like, Hey, why don't you uh want you know, I have this label, like I have a release coming out. Can you remix it? And I'd be like, Yeah, I wouldn't say no, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So yeah. I how me and Sam <laughs> got together was uh, I was working on this remix and I kind of said, Hey man, can you come help me do this like one thing? And in 10 minutes he figured out like what I wanted to do. Wow. Like and I was just like, and I you were like, you. I need you. I need you. <laughs> I was like, I hate you, but let's partner up. <laughs> And uh, and then he, I ended up helping, and he's like, "Well, I've been working on this kind of stuff. It's a little bit more different." And he had been working on some more kind of like, I think at the time he had been doing some kind of electro and dis and techno, and then he was kind of doing some some discoy stuff. And I think we ended up like, I ended up working on a few tracks with him, and then we just kind of were like, "Oh, we'll call it Walker and Royce." We called called it Walker and Royce because we didn't think it would go like anywhere else. That's why yeah. we, we didn't come up with a name. <laughs> and um and then it just kind of stuck and then and it's just like but it was an immediate i think for us when we started making music it was an immediate 
like um like like reaction like one of our first songs hit with uh with a bunch of djs and like damien lazarus really liked it and asked us to be on crosstown rebel so it was like a weird thing it was like as soon as we started making music people really liked it and we, we knew we had something special so we kind of stuck with it oh that's great when you can find someone who just the synergy is there yeah. and especially you know as creators it's nice to have someone else to bounce ideas off of their strengths fill in your some of your you know weaknesses and vice versa right what is the creative process like between y'all even to this day how do you find balance for both creative visions um the the balance comes in time and i think that um you know sam i think it's no secret sam is more of the still to this day more the studio guy sam is i would say one of the best he, he's an incredible engineer he is um he, he could make anything he could he, he'll tell you he's not he, he's trained in like you know he went to school for he used to play trumpet yeah oh wow um but he's like this guy that will like um tell you he's not trombone i'm sorry he's played trombone um and but he'll tell you he's not like a he's like oh i don't play the piano but then he'll sit down at the piano and, and play just, anything yeah like and he'll literally just like just you can just say like, name okay. a song and he'll play it but he's like oh well i'm not trained so sam has <laughs> like uh so it's but so sam is like that guy that like i think is is, yeah. is how our our process works is like i'm kind of more the you know it's like i would say 80 percent him 20 percent me if that makes sense when it comes to production but I feel okay. like the vibe is like very equal between us. And we both like kind of find a, between our backgrounds and influences, I feel like we find this really sweet spot yeah. for, for the music and stuff. Absolutely. That's great that you found but, that. But as soon as when we're working on music, Sam definitely likes me to, uh, to get the hell out of the studio for a lot of the time. He's like, he'll be like, we'll get, well, what we'll do is we'll start a song. He'll say, okay, like get out of here. And I'll like, he'll work on it by, not literally get out of there, but he'll work on it right. by himself for like a day or two. And then, and then, and then, and then we bring it, and then we bring it back and we say, okay, this is where it's at. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then we kind of take it from there. And I do yeah. a lot of help, you know, I help with the arrangement and stuff like that. That's, that's okay. Cool. Look at that collaborative effort. And y'all also DJ together. Yeah. And we DJ together. Yeah. Okay. And what were some of those early gigs like for y'all? They were strange. I think that was like the most awkward thing. I felt okay. we felt we felt immediately uh, comfortable together in the studio. Um, but then when there's like, like 500 people in front of you, it is a little different. Well, yeah. And for me, I had been DJing so much, especially when we started. I was like I had opened for everybody from Frankie Knuckles to mm. like, you know, Felix the house got to dead mouse and master craft. Yeah. I've been like just DJing so much in New York City. So I was very, very, very comfortable in front of a crowd like that. And I feel like Sam kind of was a little less comfortable. And, you know, I think the first couple of gigs, I mean, he got into it and now, I mean, you know, we're both, I think equally equal yeah. DJs now. We found if, that if that flow makes sense. now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We found the flow, but I feel like it was a lot of like him just kind of being like, not knowing how to react in front of people and stuff. But I feel like it's, uh, uh, we, we found, we found a groove after a couple of years. For sure. Yeah, so it's not like that's kind of where you brought in your expertise and your comfort yes. in in the yes. in the duo. Yeah, there's okay. very much there's very much a yin and yang here, uh, yin yang story we have going on here. There's like a yeah, I I yeah. hear it. I'm I'm excited to see it. And so I want to kind of fast forward now and talk about some of the new things you're working on. I do want to hear about this new album, No Big Deal. What what can you tell us about what to expect? Okay, well, you know, we put out part one already. Um, 
for us, we had done an album called Self Help in 2017, and um, I kind of feel like it defined like a, a period, definitely for us, mm-hmm. and kind of for us for a few years after. And we always wanted to do a follow up album. We were planning on doing one in 2020. Everyone knows how that went. Um, so we kind of like kind of had these like couple years of like we didn't really know what direction to go in, and I feel like with no big deal. Well, we finally we were kind of not playing we were kind of put the idea of doing album out of our head we were like you know what we don't know where we're going with our sound we're trying all these different kind of kind of influences trying to all these different kind of things and um and then all of a sudden something kind of hit hit with us we did this song called stop time which is out on the album what we had released on our label uh, earlier in the year and we kind of felt like this was like um like it felt like a foot planted and we were kind of like all right we found like the pivot that we wanted Mm. And so we're kind of like trying to experiment with like a little bit, you know, different sounds from what we're used to, but, you know, still has like our, our sound, like our kind of like signature there. Yeah. And yeah I mean, uh, for the album, for the first part, we had a guy, new guy called Barney Bones, who's an incredible artist, um, writer on there. I feel like he's going to blow up in the next couple of years. Uh, we okay. had the top time track. Uh, we just put out part two. We're doing it in, in three parts. Okay. We're doing, or I guess, four parts. We're doing like another single next month, and then we're going to do the full album at the end of March. Ooh, and um, yeah, the one, uh, the one that just came out, we did, we did a drum and bass track. We've never, we both have never, we both used to love drum and bass and never DJed it or never made it. So, yeah. we, but we both found that we liked the same drum and bass from back in the day. Okay. And we kind of like, we kind of like. Um, we, we we kind of like so we decided to try drum bass track is called the T and then we also have with Vanessa we have this track yes. called I don't remember mm-hmm. which we're which is honestly one of my favorite tracks you've ever done I feel yes. like it's and, and this is like a new kind of sound and direction I feel like for us this is like the direction I was talking about and I feel like um, I don't remember is like very indicative of that kind of direction we're going in and um, vibe we're going in and then we. We also have a track on the first part with Reggie Watts, and we and the final part of the album we have another track with Reggie Watts. I don't know if you know Reggie Watts. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah. Circle album. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so we're having like another part, and then uh, there's going to be a few more re- uh, tracks we release in March that are going to be a little bit uh, more album oriented tracks, I guess, not so dance floor oriented. Okay. What do you mean by that album oriented? Uh, they're not. I mean, they're still electronic music, and they're still pretty much house, but it's like a little bit. We have another track with. Um, Barney Bones, which is like a little, it's almost like a, he's, he's like, I, I would say he's like a rapper, but it's like, he did this kind of like, we did this kind of like, uh, it's kind of like an emo sounding. Oh, it's like, it's like very like, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, we're going to, we're going to, I'm hoping that we do like a, we're going to try to do a black and white, like eighties music video for it because oh, it, kind of feels, it kind of feels like that kind of vibe. Okay, and then, um, okay. We have another track with Reggie Watch, which is a house track, but it's definitely just like with stuff with Reggie is a little bit more chill. So it's like we're yeah. not like it's it's not like um, like one a.m. dance floor. Yeah, it's not like full full peak dance floor stuff. Like like where I think I don't remember we wanted to kind of highlight that by itself for the for the club yeah. DJs where it's like with Vanessa, it's like definitely like a a big a big banging track. That's so exciting to hear that you are still finding new ways to experiment and push yourself and and just, you know, not stay stuck in the same sound just because it works, you know? Yes, yes. Well, I think that that's always been um, 
one of the first tracks we ever did uh, that got really popular was a track called Connected. And this is a long, really long time ago. If there's people out there that know us, they might not even know this one. But it was like, it, it became like a really big hit for us, got licensed to like defected Ibiza comps and stuff. And we were just like, it was like the third track we ever made. But everybody came to us and they were like, make another, make another Connected. Just make us Connected. Make us like, like labels literally asked for us to make another track just like that. Mm. And we just, couldn't bring ourselves to do it because it's just like not the way we like look at we were just like we already kind of did it yeah and i think i think and i'm not mad at people that do kind of just find just something that like they're good at but for us it's like all about moving on i mean that's why we didn't do an album for like five years is because we just didn't feel like it was the right time and then there was like oh we made this one song and now we kind of felt like we were on this like this this yeah. headspace and going down absolutely it's really nice to honor that creative process you know sometimes i think there is this expectation of coming out with albums and mixes all the time, very, you know, consumer perspective, but it's really nice to hear that y'all are honoring the creative part and, and your creative identities. You know, I'm really excited about this drum and bass wave from you all. <laughs> there is a really cool resurgence I'm seeing of drum and bass. I love drum and bass. And I think drum and bass was, it was there. It got really bass heavy for a second. And then it was kind of like, you know, chill. And now I'm seeing again, more drum and bass specific shows and drum and bass artists. Yeah. 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 I think it kind of, it kind of hybrid, hybrid, hybrided, if that is a word with, uh -huh. uh, dub, with dubstep for a little bit. Yes. Yes. And yes. now I feel like uh, I, for us, that was, I think kind of where the conference, that's kind of where we came in, where we were like, like, I know maybe Cruder and Dorfmeister isn't drum and bass, but like we used to really like this kind of atmospheric kind of like, yeah. But before I was like really into house, I was really into drum and bass for yeah. a minute and I would wear wide legs and like I would pop and lock <laughs> it, you know? And um, I was really into like these DJs like Aphrodite and uh, AK 1200 D diesel mm -hmm. boy um, DJ DB, which was like a guy from New York. That was really good. So we kind of, me and Sam kind of were like, oh, we really like these like sounds. In, in, this, in the track we've, we've done, there's like a little bit of like atmospheric kind of like pads in there and stuff. So yeah. we're really excited. About oh, that's so exciting to hear. So let's talk about this show at Radius. I know you said you're so excited to be in this single digit weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are y'all feeling about the show next week? I'm super excited. We have... Um, uh, I think a really great lineup. Um, we have this guy, Ose, who's a local guy, Wade Ose. He's on Trick. He's on a few things. We actually signed him to our label. Uh, and he's going to be coming out with a release from us uh, later this year. He's opening. Then we have the legend, Mike Dunn, who oh, is like, I just like, I remember his music before I even knew what house music was. I would hear it on like the radio, like Freaky M MF and, you know. Oh, yeah. I just like. So I've known of him, you know, I've been a fan of him and he's still putting out amazing music. So we're excited, yeah. so excited to have Mike Dunn. And then we have this young guy, Abo, who's like another young kid. Um, that's just like, he's a, a new guy making, we think making music that sounds very different from everybody else. So it's one of the reasons we really like him. So I think we got a really great lineup. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to play. It's the biggest venue we've played in. Really? Chicago. I was saying, have you been to Radius or have I you? haven't been to Radius. We've done a bunch of Chicago shows. We've, been playing at spy bar for forever we've played at sound bar um i love all these chicago clubs so i'm excited yeah. i haven't radius been radius is awesome You're okay gonna love it. it's, all right i'm it's, excited it's so cool there's a 24-hour shrimp spot nearby if you're hungry <laughs> it's, it, it's a chicago right. yes location wise all right cool yeah, yeah. 
That is so exciting. So let us know where can we follow and keep up with you and continue to support. Uh, all our socials are Walker and Royce. We also have Rules Don't Apply Records. So our album's coming out on Dirty Bird, which is our home for a long time. But we also have our own record label called Rules Don't Apply, RDA Records. If you can find that, we have some really great releases coming out there. Um, we got Dances. We got this new guy, Taylor Pierce. Um, Max Styler's been on there. We got uh, some stuff from Vanessa coming out later this year. We're really excited about. And then Walker and Royce on all socials, you can find us. Uh, we have a young guy doing our socials now, so it looks cool. <laughs> you know, it's not just us, two old guys. Being like, I don't know. I don't know. We got a young kid. We got, you know, so our socials are exciting. You can come watch them. Okay, awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing stuff. It's, you know, and I'm so excited to come to Chicago. I can't, I, yes. I can't wait. I'm, this is, yeah, we're, we're. January 27th. January 27th. It's like. I don't know when this is airing, but it's one week from today. So yeah. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so um, excited for you. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to be amongst the crowd. I mean, to hear and play house music in Chicago is really something special, I think, for any DJ. Because yes. we love it here. We, yes. we love it and we're going to dance to it. All my all my heroes are from Chicago. <laughs> that is so great to hear. I, am, I mean, you have one of your heroes on your lineup. That is yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. To reach that point where one someone you admire is is on the same bill as you is is fantastic. So we are so excited here at the Vintage House Show to air this and see. I will be in attendance at Radius. I right. so close to my house. I'm probably gonna walk there. So I'm excited to see you all. To uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to thank you to talk with me and chat with me. But other than that, Gavin, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. You Stay warm. <laughs> I'm it's, an expert at that. Okay. It's, it's raining in LA, so we're all melting over here. But oh, of course, no one's driving. No one's <laughs> yeah, doing it. I know, I know how home. it goes. Yeah. <laughs> rain to go to go DJ. You well, have a wonderful rest of your day. You stay dry, and I will see you next week. Yeah, yeah. Come, come backstage and hang out. All right, I'm gonna tell them. Gavin said I'm, I'm giving. I, I will, I will make sure that you're on the list and you have AA access. So, all right. Oh, amazing. Well, thank right. you. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Vintage House Show podcast. Please subscribe and share, and check us out live. WNUR eighty nine point three FM Wednesdays at ten o'clock.